Welcome to the Spoutcast, where we spout off the news to those who drink from the well. My name is Christian Warren. Alongside me is my Christmas buddy, Jane Fawcett. Christmas buddy, huh? Well, it's it is the season, right? It is the season to be jolly. Merry Christmas, Jane. Oh, Merry Christmas, Christian. Jane and I were just up at a well community church staff retreat, and it's it was true. great times. And the final morning we woke up, it was a winter wonderland it out there. It was very beautiful. First uh, snow of the season. It was kind of awesome seeing how far down the snow went. Like it almost went into um, what's like the Sanger almost. Like oh. the snow was like for days. Oh, uh, yeah. And I was, uh, I love the snow. I love the cold. Jane prefers this room uh, that we record in at a uh, hot 89 no, degrees. That's not the truth. And I would prefer it at a 42 degrees. If I am properly clothed, then I'm fine with it being okay. cold. But if it if I don't have like a good sweater, then I'm I don't like I don't want to be freezing. <laughs> well, um, speaking of Christmas and the holidays per se, uh, we are going to have a couple weeks off from the spout cast. Three uh, to be exact. Three to be exact. And that is partly, that is mostly my fault. So if Jane decides to find a um, counter uh, part for this show, then uh, you will get a show. But I will be out for the next three weeks. One because of Christmas, one because of vacation, and one because of uh, my wife and I are, are celebrating our fifth year anniversary, which I heard is a big deal. Fifth? Yeah. Isn't there like a medal for that? Like, you know how like... I mean metal as in like silver or gold or whatever. Oh, like I'm supposed to get or something? Like Yeah, there's like an element for each year. I should look that up because uh, on our 10 year, I'm supposed to get her like the other piece of her wedding ring. Like there's a, really? a her... piece missing. Oh. Um, but it was like, it was expensive. So I didn't want to like basically. Where when... does it go? Because I feel like her band is already very thick. Well, when you get married, you get your engagement ring. Right. And then you get a wedding band that well, connects to it. When you get engaged, you get your engagement ring. Get... And then when you get married, you get your wedding band. So this would be uh, the band that goes on the other side of the wedding band. So it oh. completes the ring. Does that make sense? Yeah. So I told her after 10 years, if, if you're still married to me, which I hope she is, um, she will be. I'll make her. Jeez, that sounds terrible. Uh, um, sh- I told her that I'll get her this wedding band thing, but I thought maybe five years I'll get her something too. So um, that's why we're off for the next three weeks. That is my fault. My apologies. Sorry, Busy Jonah. schedule for Christmas. Jonah's going to be really Christian. upset. Yeah. Jonah's yeah. going to send me a, a sad face text message. Oh, Jonah, it's okay. Um, but today we got a good show. We're going to talk about the second to last generation series sermon. Wow. I know. We got one more week next week with Revelation, but this week we talked about first, second, third John and the book of Jude. Shay talked about that. He was not as fiery as he's been before, but it was good. Dude, um, he went an hour at, at the seven. The seven. We got out at eight twenty-six. Yeah, he said he got out pretty late last night. So uh, he uh, he taught last night, and then we'll also bring in a friend of ours uh, who who's been on the show before. Quite a long time ago, though, actually. Yeah, his name I don't is, think I was on. Um, his name is Coleman Diffenderfer. He is uh, used to be one of our inter- interns, and he is now kind of the youth pastor out at our Kingsburg Adaw Network Church. And so going to touch base with him about what's going on in his life and then also how Kingsburg's doing out there. And then we'll wrap up the show at the end. But because it's the season, we picked some holiday jams. 
some Christmas music. Coleman really wanted me to play some Justin Bieber, but we played Justin him last Bieber year. Justin Bieber has a really great Christmas album. He does. We played it last year. So this year, we just some standard holiday tunes. Oh, so yeah? Enjoy those. Up next, we'll have some sermon discussion and enjoy the holiday music. church that's marked by truth and love. If you find yourself waning in love, can I just encourage you, get downwind to yourself. Sink deeply into the gospel of Jesus Christ. Be reminded of how you were saved, an undeserving sinner that was met with the great love of Christ, and begin to abide in that, and you'll see the love of Christ begin to manifest in and through you. Those of you that might find yourself uh, weak in truth, and maybe you're a mile wide and an inch deep. You know, for you, can I just say, welcome to the well. <laughs> this is a place where you can get equipped. We've got a million resources that can help take you deep, that can help you understand the scripture so you can be more discerning, so you're not falling into naivety and you're being tossed around by the winds and the waves, but you can be anchored in the truth of Christ. But man, how much should we be known as the Well Community Church, as a, tr- as a church that is marked by truth and love. That is a clip from this past week's sermon, uh, as we mentioned before, on 1st, 2nd, and 3rd John, and also the book of Jude. And we are wrapping up our Generation series. I think we started, I think we started right after the holidays last year um, in Genesis. Wow. Um, so I, f- I think we may have started right in January 1st or whatever. Um, yeah. Does that se- se- sound about right? I think so. Yeah. So this is our, our tail end. We're, we're wrapping it up. And Shay uh, delivered a great message. And as you heard in that clip, kind of the general theme of the message was on the church needs to be a church about truth and about love. And so if you go kind of the book of Jude, one of the things is that Jude is very truth oriented and it's that the Bible, we need to know the Bible almost like the back of our hand. And Shade did this great example of, and I don't know if it was different at all services, but and I might be butchering a little bit, but the people who there's a lot of counterfeit dollar bills out there in the world. Yeah. And um, it, the, the people who, you know, study the Department of Treasury or whatever that study the dollar bills, they don't, what they don't want to do is study all these dollar bills that are forgery. What they do is they study the regular dollar bill and they study it so well, they know what a real one looks like. Then anytime a fake one comes across, um, they just dismiss it. Does that mm-hmm. make sense? Yeah. And so the Bible is very similar as these people would study the Bible so well, they would know the Bible so well. We need to know our Bible so well that any false teaching, any false prophets, anything false, we would just know that that's not truth, mm-hmm. you know? And yeah. so that 
what Shay did is kind of lead that whole truth aspect into then first, second, third John, talking a lot about love and then weaving this whole concept of truth and love together. And one of the things he mentioned, and you heard it a little bit in the clip, but the church kind of is a pendulum and it really can swing one way or the other. And you have, especially in current youth culture today and even um, college culture kind of little bit before our generation, there's this, this concept of love. Yeah, hey, I was just love everybody. Everybody's yeah. love. Like we're going to love people no matter what. And <coughs> you know, it, he brought up this kind of obviously a crazy example and wouldn't necessarily happen at the well, but somebody comes to the well and is passing out, um, you know, satanic Bibles. Mm -hmm. And it's like a person who leans so far in the pendulum of love. It's like, well, we're going to love this person. We're not, I don't want to be, I don't want to be mean. You know, I I, thank you for the, like, we'll accept the Bible and go, Hey man, we still love you. come to this Mm -hmm. church anytime. And there, that's kind of a person who leans all the way on this pendulum, you know? Then you've got the other side of the pendulum where it's like, (laughs) Um, if, if, if you don't read your MacArthur study Bible, you're not a Christian. If you don't go to residency, well, then you're not a Christian. And if you, I don't know what he did at each service, but Shay like pretended to be like a barking dog. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's like, oh, you don't have the MacArthur study Bible, you know, and then, uh, oh, you don't, um, you don't know how to exegete the Greek text, you know, it's just like, and really that's, Maybe you're not either one of those, Mm -hmm. but you probably lean towards one way or the other. Sure. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. I think it takes um, a lot of tact to be able to do both. Totally. Um, And I think, um, I mean, I think a lot, being in residency, like, obviously, I think that's an amazing opportunity to know your Bible so that you're prepared for whenever you do have to um, speak truth to somebody um, that is ca- contradicting what the Bible says. Right. But makes me think a lot about um, the Bereans and Acts, how they really studied their scripture and they um, didn't just take what they were being told um, with a grain of salt. They, re- they really spent time to know if this is truth or not. Right. And, I think that's something that we even need to do um, from what's coming from our pulpit. Like, sure. yeah, I think we have amazing teachers, but um, I think some people can can just take the teaching of somebody that they respect um, without investigating it on their own. And it could be that we're being told something that's not true. And not that I think that that would come from our pulpit here at the well, but just generally, like, we trust people too much, sure. you know? Well, I think one of the things that Shay mentioned is that people come to the well or or anything, and that's the only, you know, that's the only Bible, quote unquote, they get is just hearing a sermon once a month yeah. or once a week, and it's like they take that home, and that is just, that's truth. Everything mm-hmm. that that person said mm-hmm. is truth, and, and yes, maybe that is truth. Maybe it is, we do hear Shay, but if that's mm-hmm. all we're getting... Yeah. I, I think we're missing the larger the larger sure. point. And then on the other side, it's like the people that are like that on so far on the truth side, yeah. they forget the love aspect. Absolutely. And I think that's what first, second, and third John really comes in and does and just really shares like, man, we've got to be able to love people. And it's it's just one of those things where that pendulum kind of goes back and forth. But there are people that are 
are far too on the loving side. You know, it's uh, somebody gets a divorce and you try to be supportive of your friend and you're like, well, okay, like love you so much. Like I want to do whatever, but you never speak truth to that person. You never go like, I don't think this is biblical. I don't think this is okay. And I don't support this. I am going to love you in this Mm -hmm. and I'm going to um, make sure you know that you're cared for, but I'm also not going to let you slide with this mistake that you're making. I think it's the same with God in pornography or, or, you know, people who cheat on one another, or even if you're in a life group and you know, somebody's lying or they're doing something, are you willing to speak truth and love? You sure. know? Yeah. I think that's our, our responsibility as Christians is to, um, hold each other accountable. And it's important to have those people in your life who are willing to call you to the mattresses on it, you know? And like, <laughs> God, I think it's really it. hard though. Totally. Absolutely. It's like, it takes a lot of humility because I think people go into it thinking they need to be perfect in order to say anything Mm -hmm. because they think like, well, they're just going to flip it on me and be like, oh yeah, well, take the log out of your own eye before you look at the speck in mine, you know? And I think we all have things that we struggle with and what? That's how you said it. I think we all have things that we struggle with and being able to to tell someone to be truthful with somebody when we see them in sin, Mm -hmm. but also to be humble enough to receive whatever they have for us too. Right. I think it takes, it takes a lot to be able to be honest with, with someone on a sin issue and call them out on that. Um, But we also have to be careful with our own selves to not look at ourselves too highly where if we were on the receiving end that, you would hope somebody would do would say that lovingly and you'd be able to receive it openly as well, you know? Yeah, I think it's a it's a total both and thing. Love is there's oh, I mean, my wife and I go th- through this all the time. It's like you want to share something and you want to like you mm-hmm. say it and you're like I'm doing this cuz I'm saying this cuz I love you, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And then Lacey is obviously going to receive probably information better than you know, a WSM leader that I don't know very well. And so it's, you just, you have to find the right approach. And sometimes it goes really poorly. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, we're going to interview Coleman next. And I've had to have those conversations with him before. And at times they've gone really well, but I think early on there wasn't like necessarily a relationship there. And so it was like trying to speak truth. I'm Mm -hmm. also trying to love. And it's like, sometimes it just didn't go well. Yeah. And I imagine, and this is how I felt listening to Shay's message. I just thought, I don't feel like my pendulum swings one way or the other. Maybe my pendulum leans a little more on the love side, but I also don't feel like I'll ever be perfect at it, you know? And and I I probably put my foot down as far as like certain things in WSM or certain things that we teach or whatever that may be. But I've been on the receiving end of leaders saying, well, you know, WSM doesn't teach exegetically. And it's like, well, I don't necessarily know if that's true because we teach the Bible and we go through passages, you know, but someone who's so far on the truth end is going, well, if you're not teaching Ephesians one, one through two, then you're not teaching exegetically, you know? And so, and then 
and then we teach through we teach through you know certain books of the Bible, and it's like, well, you're not you're not teaching our students like some of the things happening in culture, and it's like I can't win, you know, yeah. and and Brad or Shay can't win either, you know. Sure. There's 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 never gonna be a, a a perfect middle ground, but I think you just you have to have those conversations. Yeah, and I think I think too not using. having too much love for someone as an excuse to not say anything. Totally, yeah. I think, like, because I've had to have conversations with volunteers before, and um, it's hard when you don't feel like you have a super, um, like, you don't have longevity in a relationship with them, Mm -hmm. that you feel like you don't necessarily have trust with them, but you still need to say something when you see something that's wrong. Mm-hmm. And, but I think the important thing too is going into it and not letting that conversation be the end of your, of what you say to them. I think sure. the going through a process of restoration with somebody is so important I absolutely to see agree. it to completion and not say, Christian, this is my issue or this is the issue that you struggle with and I see it and blah, blah, blah. And then just like, peace out. Like to walk through that with somebody to say this is what i see in you i'm i'm telling you this because i know that you don't um i don't know for whatever reason but then to say like i am here to help walk you through a process of restoration sure. and not that you're their savior or anything but in the whole thing pointing them back to christ to for them to be restored in christ and sure. be there for them as they struggle through that and i think that is an important process to be a part of and to be willing to make that um, commitment to them. Where do you feel like you land on that pendulum? Of walking through? No, just on truth and love. Um, I think it's easier to do with my, easier to do with my closer friends because I feel like I have friends that we have the type of relationship where we have asked each other to call us out on things. Sure. Um, because we want to be better people. Sure. It's not always easy to do because you know that it can be taken hard. Yeah, yeah. Um, but with volunteers, it feels a little more awkward because I don't have as close of a relationship with them that I do with my close friends. Are so, you a, um, and this was something I was, when I was listening to Shay's sermon, I, it came up in my mind. Are you um, a persister, like high persister? Uh-huh, I'm a harmonizer persister. So like 100%, that's Scott Carolyn's the same way. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I am not a harmonizer, um, but I have recognized, especially being at the well, that my persister is so high that mm-hmm. when I approach people, I need to always lean more on the side of love. Yep. And so- it's interesting, like, I I will, my pendulum, I feel like, swings on the love side, uh-huh. but people who are more persisters, I do feel like it's a, yeah. more of the truth comes out. Um, you know, <clears throat> whereas I think, you know, there's people that are just 100% harmonizers, and you're just going to see them as just people that just want to love all the time. Yeah. And so it's, I think you've just got to know who you are a little bit, know where you're, where you stand kind of on that pendulum a little bit. And I would say even, cause I'm, I'm harmonizer, persister, achiever. Yeah. So I lately can be very persister, achiever mm-hmm. and not as much harmonizer. Okay. So I'm, this is what, this is the issue that I see. And this is the bullet points that I'm going to tell you of right. how I see it. Right. And I don't necessarily lean toward the, enter the conversation 
lovingly. Totally. Where it's like, I lay the smack down and this is what you're supposed to do. Okay, how do you feel now? So I kind of feel like I do it backwards a little bit. Sure. But I don't think that you handle confrontation wrong. No, 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 no. I'm I'm saying my my I think this is everyone deals with this a little bit. I I'm overcompensating, if that makes sense. I'm yeah. I'm more of on the love side. And I and I talked to I've had conversations with Shay about it or conversations with, you know, even guys like Scott. Like I I'm I'm almost so much so that like I'm a um a, I don't even, I can't think of the word right now. Like, a, it's not a pessimist. It's a, uh, like, I would never, like, hit somebody. Do you know what I mean? Oh, like, a pacifist. A pacifist. Do you know what I mean? And that's, yeah. and in some senses, that's really good. But I, I, I tend to lean so much on the love side mm-hmm. um, because I think I'm overcompensating because I know that I can be really harsh at times. So even in conversations that you and I have had that are maybe harder conversations to have, I feel like you say truth and then you follow it up with like, are we cool or whatever? And I think that works better because we have a relationship. Sure, too. absolutely. Uh, when it comes to like a person who I don't know, I think I swing way on the love side. Yeah. So um, I just, as you know, I'm processing Shay's message. I was in a teaching team meeting today and Brad said that was one of his favorite messages from Shay he's ever heard. Really? So if you That's didn't awesome. listen, this one's the one to listen to by yeah. Shay. It was really good. Um, and it was, I think just straight into the point and really what I would encourage you as a listener to do is just figure out where you're at on that. For and sure. if you're too far on the truth side, Maybe swing back to the love side a little yeah. bit. If you're too far on the love side, mm-hmm. get in your Bible and start learning mm-hmm. the truth a little bit. And uh, I think you're going to find a healthy balance. It's never going to be perfect. But as Shay said in his, even in that sermon clip, it's like, we just need to point people to Christ. Yeah. And it, we're going to do that one of two ways, but let's find a middle ground where we can be loving and also mm-hmm. teach the Bible. So, And I think it's good to know too that the well is an equipping church and we want to give you that truth. Right. There is work that people have to do on their own to get that sure. truth. But also we have residency, academy, life groups, options for people to grow in their knowledge. And right. I think that that's something people should take us up on a little more. I agree. Well, um, you can listen to that. And then, you know, we've got Revelation, our final sermon on uh, this next Sunday. And then after that, we're doing a five-week AOD sermon series. So Anatomy of a Disciple kind of going alongside the books that will be released as well as um, just going over what we as the well um, call the Anatomy of a Disciple. And so we've done that series before, but this is a little bit more direct pointing towards the book, but also where do we as a church stand on this? And then uh, we will start our Ephesians series, which funny enough is actually like the theme as talking to Brad and Shay, like the theme is really a love theme. And so we're kind of seeing, you know, the well, Shay mentioned truth and love, whereas Ephesians comes more across in the love regard. And so uh, that's what we're going to be starting here at the end of um, February. And so we got a lot of great things teaching wise coming at you guys. So stay tuned as we continue to debrief them all. And up next, we'll have an interview with Coleman Diffenderfer, and then we'll close out the show at the end. Enjoy some Christmas music. Pom pom, and you. 
born king to see pum 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 Our finest gifts we bring pum 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 To lay before the king pum 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 Rum pum 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 Rum pum 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 So to honor him pum 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 All right, we are back, and we are here with one of my all-time favorite people. His name is Coleman Diffenderfer. Now, this would be technically your second time on the Spoutcast, right? Second time on the Spoutcast. Um, if you don't know the history of Coleman, uh, Coleman, maybe give us a, what's your history at the well? You've got a long, long, long history at the well. Let's, You've been at the well longer than both Jane and I. I, I guess so. Uh, it started many, many moons ago. That's right. When Jeff Bachman, our previous youth uh, youth director, he saw a socially awkward young man who was not doing anything at church, and he's like, this guy would be perfect for youth ministry. <laughs> so I started doing junior high youth ministry, and we had like three homeschooled students, and that was it, and started doing life group stuff with them, and it just kind of grew and grew and grew and kept doing youth ministry. And then, This was probably seven years ago? Seven years ago. We were still yeah. at FIG. We yeah. were at FIG in the PM, and that's all we had. Yeah. And uh, we came to North, and I kept doing youth ministry, and then we started the internship program, jumped in on that, and then towards the end of that, uh, got a call from our Kingsburg campus. They needed right. a youth pastor, and there I am now. So You are uh, kind of, Coleman has, I mean, been a volunteer in junior high group for years, um, and then you, like you said, the intern stuff, and so now you've kind of become an active member, I would say, Officially, unofficially of the well staff, the Welly Deli, you're a member of the Welly <laughs> Deli. Um, Coleman's a controversial member of the Welly Deli. Coleman <laughs> is a controversial. There was a moment today where, well, last week Christian was talking about how much he, how much he misses Coleman in the Welly Deli. And then we were all like, oh, yeah, we miss Coleman. And then today I tell Coleman, Coleman, we missed you last week. And he says something like a few minutes later that's I like. made a comment about a burrito bowl. Yeah. So it's in very Coleman fashion. I was like, well, we did miss you, Coleman. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so Coleman's kind of a regular around the office because you live in Fresno, but you are the Kingsburg youth director. Right. right so I, I do a little commuting. And what is kind of your official like title slash role in Kingsburg? And maybe, maybe back up a little bit and explain the evolution of Kingsburg and the Wells as like, I think some people don't even know that Kingsburg is its own church. Okay. You know? So talk like Ada and all that. Yeah. Yeah. A little bit. All right. So originally Kingsburg was just another campus, just like we have Clovis or Fig or North Kingsburg was just another campus, right. kind of a satellite campus of the well. And so you had a group of people in Kingsburg that got together, they'd watch the videos, kind of do worship and all of that stuff. And then we started, then we started this Ada church network concept. And so Kingsburg became one of our first church plants out of that. So now like officially we are uh, we are our own church but we are still strongly associated with the well. We believe in well culture, well doctrine. We still use a lot of the well uh, material messages, life group material and such as that. So that's kind of what we're doing there and I'm uh, the youth director down there or the youth pastor down there and still um, like the main church is connected to the well our youth ministry still very much connected to student ministries here at the well. So it's been a lot of fun. Um, it's nice to have people around me, um, like Christian and the team, 
at at the well to help out with the stuff in Kingsburg, help out with some of the programming stuff there. So I'm not completely and utterly like on my own down in Kingsburg, but I've got a kind of surrogate group of people through the well WSM staff. A that, surrogate? Surrogate. Like, so they're you're, not real, but they're like kind of they, real. They don't really Pseudo. exist. <laughs> so you're still in... WSM meetings here, right? Correct. I think I've seen you in yeah. that in those. He so, jumps in and out. Yeah, I would say. I mean, your I'm main, there when I can be. Your main team is Jeff Doolittle, Andrew Cray, and Ross. Lynn. Absolutely, that's our and uh, Stacy oh. and Reggie. So we have. Oh, who's Stacy and Reggie? Stacy is our kids connection director, and okay. Reggie Gerkes are. Uh, he's kind of the wizard of everything that oh, happens there from nice. sound and facilities. Okay, and yeah, I've that, met him so. once. So you guys are at two services over there now, right? Correct. We have okay. a 9, nine and 11, nine. which is and soon you to change. Do, the difference is, is you kind of do 516. You'd like you, and Kingsburg, 516 is part of youth ministry. Correct. So yeah, 516, which is our fifth and sixth grade group, we've lumped that into youth ministry. So yeah. youth ministry in Kingsburg is fifth grade through high school. Oh, wow. So I'm, uh, I'm kind of heading up all of that. How so many we, students do you average? Uh, we have, uh, I don't know, six. We see about six to eight students in 516, and then uh, maybe a little, maybe more than that, maybe eight to 10, eight to 12 students for junior high and high school on Very a Wednesday cool. night. So we're Very growing. Cool. It's a lot of fun. Does it feel like those old days with Jeff and the homeschool kids? Absolutely. It's kind of back to that that kind of small town feel. I know everyone. I know their parents. Um, Dude, when I first started at the well, like they had just moved over to the North Campus, you know? And so our junior high group on most Sundays was three to four kids. And Jeff was like, this is what it's been like for years. And I thought, this takes a, a different type of person, you know? And so I definitely applaud you for what you do. Coleman tells us of all the games he does and Coleman just got this new, like awesome camera. And so he'll take photos. You usually take photos of your like WSM nights on Wednesday nights. Right. right. And, uh, he, he, you guys play some fun games like the, uh, the little, the peep in the microwave thing. Oh, peep jousting. Yes. Yeah. Well, Great how does game. that work? Great game. You take two peeps, and you put them on a paper plate because you don't want to destroy your microwave. And you position them facing each other, and each person has a peep, and they put a toothpick in the peep. And I select, like, this is my peep. This is my peep. And so yeah. you position your peep and your toothpick, and they joust. And you put them in You put them in the microwave, and just like any marshmallow, they puff up. And one peep will poke the other peep first. And that's, <laughs> that's the winner. So it's a, it, it, you've got you've to do it the week after Easter, though, when all the peeps go on sale. Oh, they go on sale, Because you, yeah. you need to get the, like, 90% off. No one wants the peep. 90% off. Because yeah. let's face it, who wants to eat a peep? But they're I funny. Peeps, they're funny to put in the microwave. We tried to roast a peep for s'mores, and it is not good. No. Well, I bet the sugar just... It crystallizes, cr- which yeah. you would think would be good, but it just yeah. isn't. It wasn't. Coleman has become a bit of a... Um, uh, how do I put it? Legend. <laughs> Coleman Legend. is a Col- I would say Coleman's name. If, to our students, you may be more known than myself it, on some level. Is that a good thing, though? I don't know. I really don't know because <laughs> well, because he's been around longer. You've been around longer. I think you are. As I've gone more in the director role, you've kind of still been a face with like. Um, students, whereas I probably have moved more to like parents and stuff like that. But like I, we had, we played a video the other day of y- you do some of our life group videos, and I told you like maybe it's just with regularity they see me and they see Jeremiah on the videos, but then you came on and all the kids were like, "Oh, Coleman, Coleman's on the video. It's <laughs> Coleman, it's Coleman." It's like, what's he gonna say? Yeah, it's just <laughs> it's gonna be funny. crazy. Um, but I would say we also, as a WSM staff, we we love Coleman, but 
more importantly, we like to make fun of Coleman. It's the truth. <clears throat> I Not would, just WSM staff. We're having a group the, hug right now. The you can't, you can't see staff as a whole likes <laughs> you, to make fun of Coleman. Yeah. I bring I, it upon myself, though, a little bit. Absolutely. I, you ask for it. I like to be controversial. Rick, <laughs> Coleman gets the, like, I think well, it's brunt. Besides you, Rick, Yes, okay. Besides you myself. You could say I'm third. <laughs> you, you get the... I think it's brunt. Is that the right word? Yeah. Uh, of the jokes yeah. uh, in the Wally Deli. Um, I would say as a WSM team, we made fun of you had this game where you thought it'd be the greatest <laughs> thing to tape two Coke bottles together. And this is still a brilliant. And not shake gumballs, not whoppers, gumballs. And like the first team to get all the gumballs to the other end of the Coke bottle. And all of us just made fun of them for months. Coleman's, Coleman's come up with some pretty dumb games, but he's also come up with some great games. My it, philosophy is quantity, not quality. <laughs> so if you come up with enough exactly. games, a few of them are bound to be decent. Now, a couple months back, we were all in the Wally Deli, and, and uh, this is kind of, it's a place where all of us on the Well staff eat lunch together. And Coleman said something, and I don't remember how the conversation started. Was it that I said you lie, or like, how do I know if you're telling the truth, or... We were we were discussing we were discussing that you don't react to people's big news. Right. That when so, have people have big events in their life, yes. they're like, oh, that's cool. But so, you yes, don't have a big reaction. So yeah, some things were going on, and we somebody was sharing something like really big, like oh, I'm getting married or whatever. And Coleman's is like, oh, that's great. Like just almost null of any sort of emotions. And then was it me or was it you? You were. I don't react. You don't react. I don't react to people. So big I was news. I was having a bit of a social experiment. And then Coleman said, "I said out that of nowhere, my wife was pregnant." And I think myself and everybody else in the Welly Deli did not believe you. No one believed me, <laughs> and so my reaction was not good. It was like, uh, "Dude, come on, stop!" It was a terrible experiment. It didn't work at all. <laughs> so then we then had to contact Paige, and I think you texted her yeah, to send a, you have her send you a ultrasound, ultrasound picture because I'm a terrible father and I didn't have any pictures of my neonatal unborn son <laughs> in there. So then now nine months later. Nine months later, he is uh he is on the outside. Yes, that's <laughs> right. And mom, mom is very pleased with that. <laughs> so what uh you know, this is for us. WSM has had we've had two births in WSM. Stacy uh well at Jensen. That, Jensen Dykstra, she had her first kid, named him Jeremiah, and now you are the second WSM staff member to have a child. And what is your new son's name? His name is Titus Mark, and he's adorable, so mothers, watch your daughters, because he's going to be a heartbreaker. Oh. You think so, huh? I, I know so. It's it's in his genes. He's a Diffendorfer. He can't have oh. it. Are you a heartbreaker, <laughs> Coleman? You're saying you were Straight a heartbreaker up. while Coleman, you were you're saying that you're Straight such up. a ladies' man, huh? Wow. Wasn't your first girlfriend Paige? Yes. <laughs> well, there you go. There I you have it. I didn't need girlfriends. Such a ladies' man. Such a ladies' man. Love him and leave him. So how's so? When was he born? And kind of maybe give us some some details. What's uh? You got to understand something about Coleman is that when Coleman told us he was going to be a father, all of us were like, "All right, man, that's good <laughs> stuff, dude." But as it's gotten closer, and they were terrified for my unborn son. As it's gotten closer, <laughs> we we ha- we think you're uh, going to be a great father. <laughs> yeah. But at first, I think our initial reaction was like, hey, man, you, all right, dude. It's going to be good stuff. So, yeah, what's uh, kind of what's it, what's it been like? It's been real good. He was born the day before Thanksgiving. So that was, what, the 27th? So what are you like thankful that. for? 
Yeah. So we had a baby instead of turkey, so that was that was exciting. You and, cooked your baby? Huh? Yeah, we, we cooked him. Delicious. Um, <laughs> no, we did not cook our baby. But uh, he's the the exciting thing is for the family. He's the first grandchild. Oh, you guys did. You're the first. Or uh, he's not a niece. He's a nephew. That'd be yeah. awkward. So uh, he's the first like grandbaby on either side. So everyone's really excited. So we had every member of the family sometime between Thursday and Sunday in our house. So it was Oof. a very exciting holiday season in the Differ household. But Coleman said that he really didn't get to hang out with his baby so like during yeah, the first I think week. <laughs> I I uh I was probably like the sixth or seventh person to hold him once he was born. Like I hadn't even I hadn't even held him until like a day after he was born. I'm like, I haven't held my son yet. I should probably pick him up. And let daddy well, you know. cut the umbilical cord. I did get to cut the umbilical cord yeah. but I, so and Paige's doing well. Paige, Paige doing also great. has been a leader in WSM for years. She's a, yeah. a two-time mock rock champion. Two-time mock rock <laughs> champion. She lets me know about this all the time. Yeah, Coleman's Coleman made it a into the top up. three one time. Twice. Twice. Okay. Top three twice. And uh so uh now Paige is obviously a mother, but she also works at Ficklin Winery, right? Yes. And um, so she's kind of, she's loving it. She's loving being a mom. And what, did you guys get any cool gifts? We got, we got some really cool stuff. The thing he likes the most, which we didn't expect is he has this little swing and he loves the swing. He just sits in the swing and I like Paige, Paige, it's got like levels of swinginess, like how fast it swings. Oh, whoa. Yeah. And so Paige puts them on like one or two and I think yawn boring. So I put them on like five or six oh. and there's this little hedgehog that like hangs from this thing on the swing. And I like that hedgehog just moving back and forth and he loves it. He loves going fast. So he likes he likes he's a heartbreaker and he's a oh, yeah. <laughs> he likes the more aggressive swing. Definitely likes that. Now, see what I thought, Coleman, is that Coleman is a bit of a nerd, and a bit. Uh, a bit. Coleman, your you actually helped my wife even in like biology stuff, like tutoring, <laughs> and but you. Um, I got your kid these like what what are they called again like periodic table building oh, yeah. blocks. It's, it's like it's like the classic wooden letter blocks, but right. they have the elements from the periodic table on them. Do you feel like your son will play with those things, or he's not going to be like you're gonna you're gonna make him the opposite of what you were like growing up? We we want his first word to be plutonium. Oh yeah, so, is that really? Yeah, what? He's going no. <laughs> <laughs> I hope he plays with him. I don't know what he's going to be. Do you like. think you'll bring him to youth group on Wednesday nights for you or? Will I bring him to a yeah. youth group? Sure, he could be like our mascot. Be like yeah. a. Yeah. <laughs> when Jeff first had his uh, kid, like, well, I guess when he was out here, it wasn't his first because Jackson was already born. But I think it was either. I think it was maybe Charlotte. He brought her to like everything. Um, I feel like you could do that. Just bring him out. Bring him out to all the youth events. And- he doesn't do much now. He sleeps a lot. Sure, I I imagine that's what all babies do. Um, and you were kind of, you had your baby before Kim file who's on our staff. She just had her baby too. So you really, you, you made, you beat the punch, dude. You, yeah. uh, I feel like we haven't had a baby on a baby born on staff in a while. Can you think of anybody else's baby? Uh, Shannon Beery. Shannon Beery. Sure. That's right. That was a little bit before you. And, uh, man, we are just excited for you, Coleman. Things going good out in Kingsburg though. Kings are going great. Kings, 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 kings are, are going, going great. We're all Kings in Kingsburg. That's right. <laughs> Things are going great in yeah. Kingsburg. So it's, it's been a lot of fun to be down there. It's been a lot of fun to really get to know. I don't have a ton of students, but I, uh, I can really get to know the students that I have and really develop those relationships and really know parents. That's something that I haven't been able to experience is that more interacting with parents side because I've just been a volunteer in the past. Well, so. and you get, you know, now you have 
every year you graduate, let's say one or two kids, you now have these two advocates that are going to go and tell their friends who have kids, like you should send your kid to our group or whatever. Dale always talks about to me, he's like, you may win some parents, you may lose some parents, but the goal is, is to make advocates for you, you know, positive advocates of parents that are going, Coleman's a good guy and he's doing good stuff, you know? So we think you're doing good stuff and, uh, Coleman, please never leave the office. You're too, too, too valuable to all of us. All right. At least to me. Okay. When you're gone, as much as I make Christian's fun of you, a little bit sad. yeah, whenever I'm a good guy, whenever you're there, yeah, Coleman's a good guy, whenever Coleman's there, I don't want him in the office, but when he's gone, I, I miss the guy. So. so I usually leave for about two weeks and come back for a day. So it yeah, keep, it, keeps the experience Coleman fresh. Said today in the office. I got to have kids more often. <laughs> People miss me. So, well, Hey man, thanks for dropping by and giving us an update on Kingsburg and even on your newborn baby. And hopefully we'll get you back on the show again. All right. Sounds great. Thank you guys. Said thanks Coleman. The night went to the little things that we mentioned early on in the show is that we're going to be taking a three-week hiatus. Uh, Is that the correct wordage Mm -hmm. there? Uh, Look at it this way. All of your favorite television shows are taking a holiday hiatus, as is the Spoutcast. Just listen to the reruns. We should upload three of our best... Like some of our favorites? Yeah, could we do that? Yeah, we could go back to some of our earlier ones and re-upload them. Yeah. Um, We'll just call them American. This American Life does the same thing. We'll call yeah. it like Spoutcast Revisited. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I can do that. That's easy. Uh, so maybe we'll do that. We'll post three of our like favorites. Maybe Jane will pick one, and I'll pick one, and maybe I'll email Sarah or something if oh, she has a yeah. favorite one. Or and, maybe maybe I'll just get in the studio and record a, a spout on my own. Just you? I did that one time, and you guys got really upset at me. You did a spout on your own? Well, I had Andrew File in here, and yeah. like you guys are like very Maybe upset. Maybe I'll just grab a friend and <laughs> you uh, could do that. record it. You and Layla could um, wreak havoc in here, and it would be... True. Uh, there was a couple weeks ago that you couldn't make it, and Ben was like, let's go. You bring Ben in here. Ben would be great. <laughs> no, he could be fun. Uh, we need to have eventually on the show, there's an ongoing joke in the office that Ben is my best friend. He is your best friend. And I don't know where this started. I think it just randomly started. You know what we should do for January's episode? Bring Ben and, and Rick, Rick and play the newlywed game. And we got to play the newlywed game. Yeah. yeah. So and that's see what I was who's, who's really Ben's best friend. And I don't know where that joke started because Ben's an employee in WSM. Well, because since Ben came, when Ben started to come, 
or came on staff, you were just all about him. You're like, hey, Ben, Ben, you want to come over and watch wrestling? You want to come over and do this? Hey, Ben, <laughs> hey, blah, blah, blah. Watch hey, Ben, can I come over and we'll watch baseball? The thing is, is I was, try- I was trying to make Ben feel comfortable. I think he did a great job And Jeff that. Bachman did the same thing with me. When I came out here, he's like, hey, let me know if you want to do anything. Let, yeah. You know. So Ben is affectionately known as best friend Ben. Because- and I don't know if he likes it or not, but does he? I don't think he has any issue with it. Okay. Well, either way, we and then so now Rick, who Rick Cuellar, who we've had on the show before as well, he he doesn't like that. Right. He kind of gets threatened by the fact uh-huh. that people call him Rick my best friend. Rick talks all the time about how he and Ben hang out. So we need to have a little newlywed it's game. True. Here. I'll schedule it with we the two of them. We should do that. All right. Well, that that's coming up. We've obviously got some cool things happening over Christmas. We uh, do. Jane, do you want to touch base on vintage Christmas? Yeah. Even before that, I'll touch base on something that's going on at the North Campus this Friday from oh, yes. six to eight p.m. We are doing a grand opening for our kids co buildings. So we are having a kids co carnival. This Friday, December 13th from 6 to 8 p.m. in the courtyard. So it's an opportunity for you to bring your kids. Everything is free. Um, We'll have a ton of carnival games. And then also each classroom will have a bio and a picture of each teacher in that room so that you can get to know those teachers a little bit um, and just see what they're all about. So bring your kids. Invite your neighbors. Um, it's just a great opportunity to um, bring neighbors. Did they announce that on Sunday? Yes. Okay. And they'll announce that on Wednesday as well? Yes. Okay, cool. That's uh, awesome. Then our Christmas services are December 22nd. Mm-hmm. And we are canceling church on the 25th. Yes. That's a Wednesday? Christmas that is a Wednesday, Wednesday. Okay. Yeah. So um, the theme for our Christmas services is vintage Christmas. So think like Norman Rockwell Christmas um, One of the things that Brad wants is like, I think we've spent the last three years doing these weird, like not weird, but different series esque things. Like he met me here, or yeah. no, that was State of the Church. Yeah. What did we do last year? Um, it was shoot. I'm just I'm forgetting already. We've done like not weird things. We've done the Christmas story, but we've kind of tied in different ways of doing it or different ways of talking about it. And I think what Brad wants to accomplish this year is just like, we're just going to simply tell the story of Jesus' yeah. birth. Just kind of like old school, what you'd hear almost in a Sunday school classroom. And for those of you listening, you might go, well, I've already heard that. It's like, be refreshed in that. Yeah, This totally. should be something we should hear every year and go, oh man, I need to hear that story more yeah. often. So that's the point of it. Mm-hmm. And then uh, the following, oh, at that service, there's a really funny video being played. Awesome. Um, that I've seen a preview of and it's really funny. Cool. It, I'd say it's one of the better humorous videos we've done at the well. And so that's going to be cool on the 22nd. What I would recommend is that if your normal service is like the 11 o'clock, maybe consider going to a different service because yeah. that's going to be a packed house. The North Campus will have three services that morning, yeah. 8 a.m., 9.30 a.m., and 11 a.m. So consider going to one of the others. Yeah, because it's going to be crazy. Sure. And then uh, on the 29th, we're going to have kind of a conclusion to the Generation Series. And so what will happen is, is that – You've seen these previously in the Bible videos, but there's going to be some stuff added on to those, and you're going to get a previously in the Bible from Genesis all the way to Revelation. It's going to be a, a kind of a cartoon style with some uh, Kids Connection people coming in and talking about what's going on in Kids Connection, what's, and then 
also there'll be kids in service. Mm-hmm. So it'll be a kind of a fun little service where kids and adults can watch this cartoon video that's yeah. made. Uh, there'll be worship, I believe, like kids just songs. Just at the North Campus. Just at the North Campus. Yeah. So that'll be a good time as well. So the next two Christmas services or the next two major services after Generations will be some Christmas-themed and Generations-themed. So mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to those. They're going to be exciting. So that's all I have. You got anything, Jane? Um, I think just to follow up, if people are interested in information about residency or academy or life groups, um, to grow in truth, that is all on our website. Um, and if you can't find anything, you can email me directly and I'll help Jane at the org. My name is spelled J A Y N E. And for the next three weeks, this is the spout. And we'll miss you. Merry Christmas. We are out. Oh